0: This is the Real Health Institute, a specialist pain clinic in West London, where a group of eight patients has come for a four-week course that will, they hope, help reduce their chronic pain. All of them have been in constant pain for a long time, some as long as four or five years. Between them, they've previously tried a whole variety of medical treatments and most of them are taking drugs to help cope with the pain. However, Drugs are often not an ideal solution for people with a chronic condition, since over the long term there can be issues with side effects. The Real Health Institute does not offer surgical procedures. Instead, they offer a treatment that focuses particularly on physiotherapy, relaxation, and on psychological approaches.
1: I think it is important to differentiate between acute and chronic pain. Acute pain usually pathology or an injury and pain that one would expect you know to go away after a while after a few days and analgesics can be useful in those circumstances but sadly there's also a proportion of the population who experience pain that won't go away and uh, if you follow the textbooks very closely um, between three and six months Months beyond the point of healing. If the pain persists, we can start talking about a chronic pain syndrome. The, the problem
2: is that n- nearly everybody's biological training, or nearly everybody's medical training, stems from an increasingly biological waiting, whereby it is very tempting to, to see a person with a problem of pain in their shoulder or their back and say, well, there must be primarily something going on here and I must be able to fix it. And it's a very good theory, but the problem is it doesn't work. Uh, uh, It has serious limitations in terms of its practical utility.
0: I have an issue with um, my um, thoracic part of my spine. Um, and in particular the nerves and ligaments and soft tissue around that area. So, unfortunately no one's been able to cure it as yet.
3: It starts in the base of my pain, in in my back. Um, And then the more I sit or walk or do anything, I get secondary pain along the spine that way and right the way up the spine. Um, And the worst problem is it, it leaves my leg numb so I can't walk properly.
1: I've got severe nerve damage, I've got pain from my neck, down my arm to the tips of my fingers, down my left side and on my chest. Just constant, there's no ups, no downs, I didn't have good days, bad days, it's just constant pain.
0: I have a constant pain, um, I have, it's like somebody's behind me and they're grinding me with their knuckles all day long. Um, and other pain will be brought into the equation such as um, stabbing pains and like electric volt pains, but I have a constant (coughs) uh, crushing and and grinding all day, all night 24-7.
1: It's in my stump uh, where I had my hand off, my hands telescoped to the end of my arm and the pain is just like a dull aching pain all over. But if you push it in on certain points, uh, I think it's something to do with the way the nerve endings were just torn up and stuff like And it's like electric shocks which pulsate. Th- when, you, when you push, it's like an electric shock which pulsates through my arm.
2: The research that's taken place over the last 20 years has shown more and more convincingly that pain is better understood in terms of a biopsychosocial paradigm where we need to integrate psychological and social factors alongside
1: the biological. February the 8th, 2005 when I had my hand cut off. It was a piece of wood.
0: I was in a a car accident. It was a very minor car accident though. I was stationary and the car came into the side of me. So, you know, initially I got out of the car, talked to the woman, I was fine, but I felt the pain going in my spine as I got back in the car and drove home. It
1: went through my little finger, and my wedding finger clamped them two together, and it came out back of my finger, wedding finger.
3: Um, I was badly assaulted at work. Um, I work as a social worker um, in a children's home, and I had a young person, basically, who kicked off, Um, and there was only two workers. It was a bad error on the work behalf, we weren't allowed to touch her. And it ended up with five, years, five hours of abuse. Um, the finale was I was knocked unconscious. So I don't really know all that happened. I don't remember much of it.
0: I had to move a piece of luggage for a passenger. I work for an airline. And unfortunately, the angle and the weight of the bag, um, I just dragged it, and my back instantly went. Um, originally actually it was the whole right side of my back, uh, lumbar and, and top of the back. Um, but over time the lumbar pain uh, seemed to actually to go um, with medication and such, but I've never ever been able to release any of the, the pain on the top part of the, of the back.
1: I feel very strongly about the fact that one cannot really separate mind and body. Um, Whatever is going to happen to the body will affect the mind and, and vice versa. And we understand any pain condition, and most certainly persistent pain, from a biopsychosocial perspective. So biologically, something happened, uh, whether it was sudden onset due to an accident, for example, or um, whether the pain just started for no apparent reason, it is inevitably going to affect the person psychologically. And also, the social circumstances uh, Many of the patients that we do see um, have problems as far as the occupation is concerned and some of them lose their jobs and also it affects, obviously affects relationships, etc. And uh, there are also cultural is- issues and the, the way the society will respond to the person experiencing pain will also affect the picture. So biologically and psychologically and socially, I think when we think about any pain condition it, along those terms. I think we're one step closer to understand the subjective experience of pain. Because all pain is subjective at the end of the day. There's no objective measure for pain.
0: I've not yet returned to work. Um, although I am hoping to in the next few months. Um, my social life is is, is gone. Um, you know, not being able to sit in a restaurant for for hours or go out, you know, and have fun as as most young girls want to do. Um but that's very difficult and the driving um, so I've lived very reclusively I suppose in uh, you know I live in the middle of nowhere and you know I have lived
3: like a recluse. I've lost my career they don't think I'll ever go, I'll ever be able to go back to it um, and I've done that for 15 years starting voluntarily so it's all I know um, a lot of simple housework I can't do um, everything takes so much longer um, and it, it's it's simple things like when my baby wants picking up I have to really think about whether I can do it and how I can do it and she doesn't necessarily understand that I can't hug her, you know, I want to take her out to the park she'll sob at the door to go out and I know I'm not gonna make it to the park it's a lot of different things, that, it affects an awful lot my husband does a lot um, yeah.